For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 149 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And Will's not with me this week. Uh, by no fault of his own, it's actually totally my fault. I, uh, I texted Will yesterday, as I usually do on Friday, and confirmed our normal recording time of 9 o'clock. He's like, yeah, that'll work fine. Well, 9 o'clock rolled around, and I was nowhere near being done with work. I actually ended up working until like almost 3.30 in the morning. So, uh, wasn't able to record with Will. But, didn't want to leave you guys hanging. Wanted to get something up on the feed. So, here we are. Solo show. Oh boy. Oh boy, solo show. And guys, let me say, this has not gone smoothly. Um, a couple of months back, I talked to a friend of the podcast and good guy in general, Mr. Eric Strothers. Asked him a little technical advice about uh, maybe some sort of device I could get uh, that would be easy to transport so Will and I could record an episode while we were in L.A. next week. And Eric was super helpful, as he always is. Fucking technical rock god genius. <clears throat> Made some suggestions. I bought a device, and it's been sitting... With my podcast stuff, untested. I was like, well, you know what? I've, I've got to record a solo show. I might as well hook that up. See how it goes. See if, um, you know, everything's working well and whatnot. So, uh, I hooked it up this morning and things did not go well. I could not figure this shit out. Uh, unlike uh, Eric Strothers, I am not a uh, recording equipment technical genius. So, what did I do? I called Eric. And uh, over the past 20, 30 minutes, he helped me figure this shit out. So, uh, given that it was Eric's wonderful technical advice, I'm sure it sounds okay. But, if it doesn't, hang in with me. I'm working with some new equipment here, trying to figure this shit out. And, um, mainly I just wanted to be able to record a show, or, or, or solo reaction show next week. <coughs> while we're in LA. Um, which, man, that's coming up quick. I can't wait. So guys, um, not a ton to talk about. We're, we're sort of in the, um, the final last few days before solo and, uh, <clears throat> you know, some cool stuff has happened, but not like a deluge of news. Some, some silly stuff happened this week that I'll talk about as far as Star Wars goes. But before I do that, let me give you guys a little solo business. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blue harvest podcast. You can Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have a tea public store where you can buy shirts, mugs. You know who's a big fan of mugs? Jessie's a big fan of the Blue Harvest mug. She likes, she's got a little collection. Um, throw pillows, whatever you guys want. 
we've got amazing designs from our buddy Evan DeCellis. Our amazing logo that our buddy Ben Layton did for us. So go check that shit out. tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Um, we're part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. I honestly still don't know how that shit happened. Uh, it, really, guys, if, if you love Star Wars and you listen to this goofy little podcast, you owe it to yourself to check out some Titans of Star Wars podcasting, like Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Sith List, Rogue One, a podcast, a Star Wars podcast for winners, and that's one with a W. Podcast 2187, Cantina Cast, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Idiot's Array, First Order Transmissions, and that damn ass cargo hold. <laughs> All right, guys. So, like I said, there is not necessarily a ton to talk about this week. Uh, Solo had its premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. Our good buddy, Rashad, got to go, which was very cool. Saw some pictures. He did a very nice little write-up on the whole thing over at makingstarwars.net. Uh, and it looked like a good time, man. It, it, there was a, a nice three or four minute standing ovation at the end, which is nice to see. Um, but you know, we're so close to the movie. Like I, I'm not really bothering. I, I read Jason, uh, I read his review on making star wars.net. I read Rashad's thoughts on the whole thing, but I think that's as far as I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm to the point where I'm ready to make my own opinion. Um, although if you want to see a really fun, uh, no, spoiler free, like immediate reaction to the movie. Check out Steel Wars on YouTube. He put up a really nice video. It's him. It's Amanda Ward. It's Jason Ward. It's uh, our buddy Sal, our good buddy Sal. Oh man, I can't wait to see Sal. Sal's such a good dude. I just like that dude quite a bit. Him and his karate mastery and whatnot. <sighs> so, um, yeah, Solo had its con premiere. And, and, you know, right now it seems like um, the early thoughts on the movie are fairly positive. Of course, there's people that, you know, aren't so positive. What the fuck does it even matter? Make your own opinion. If you love it, love it. If you hate it, hate it. Don't be a dick about it either way. So what else happened this week? Uh, oh, here's a weird one. So during the previous uh, mentioned con premiere... There was a, I believe, a French journalist that was talking to Kathleen Kennedy, and shortly after, it was um, it was reported on the internet that she says the next movie, the next standalone movie in line is Lando, and of course, people, you know, freaked out for a variety of reasons. People love the character of Lando, much like I do myself. People love, love Donald Glover understandably so so the idea of getting a whole movie of him playing lando is something that you know a lot of people are into me included well not so fast uh th this is the thing when when these <clears throat> foreign um news agencies or or entertainment agencies or whatever the fuck you want to call them report on stuff like this you got to be careful about getting too excited right away because some things can get lost in translation and things. It, it's a lot like last week when, and this wasn't even from a foreign news, news agency. This was from a reporter with the Nerd, Nerdist who initially reported that John Favreau's uh, live-action Star Wars show was going to be set, excuse me, seven years after Return of the Jedi. And then... You know, like the next day, it was like, uh, i sorry, I misspoke or misquoted. It's actually seven years after the Battle of Yavin. Now, is that a huge difference? You're talking about a, a three or four different year difference in um, the timeline. Uh, but it's an important um, distinction to make. So, you know, just be careful getting too excited when you hear these things. Because later, it was clarified that she said there's no immediate, basically there's no immediate plans for a Lando movie, but it's not something that they're opposed to, that they would definitely think about doing something like that in the future. <clears throat> and honestly, guys, to me, that's almost a no-brainer. I think we will get a Donald Glover as Lando, like centric Lando movie. Uh, now, whether that will be, you know, the second movie in sort of the broader adventures 
of Han Solo and Chewbacca? I don't know. Or will it be Lando before the Solo movie when he's, you know, flying around in the Falcon, him and L3 or whatnot? I don't really know. Um, I just think, you know, Donald Glover is one of those instances of, I guess, quote unquote, fan casting where, you know, it seemed like immediately upon the Solo movie being announced, People were like, well, if Lando's going to be in it, you got to get Donald Glover as young, young Lando. And it was nice to see that actually come through because I feel like it is. That is great casting for a young Lando. And it's something that the fans wanted that's not, you know, one of the, you know, sometimes, me included, as Star Wars fans, we can want something kind of like a little off the wall. Like, I would love a fucking movie about Tar Vizsla, the Jedi Mandalorian. Am I ever going to get that? No. But, you know, could I get Donald Glover as Lando? Absolutely. So, it was kind of kind of cool to see that happen. Um, it's so crazy. Like, here we are, 2018. It's not even three years since the release of The Force Awakens. We haven't even hit the three-year anniversary of The Force Awakens, and we're coming up very quickly, less than a week away, on our fourth new Star Wars movie. Like, regardless of, of your opinion on The Force Awakens, on Rogue One, on The Last Jedi, on Solo when it comes out, like, I gotta feel that there's gotta be at least one of those movies that speaks to you, that you had a good time watching, that you enjoyed, that you liked to rewatch. And that's, you know, <clears throat> I see a lot of people saying, and, and this has been a thing since since Disney bought Star Wars. I see people saying, like, are we going to get to the point of too much Star Wars? You know? And for myself, personally, I wonder the same thing. Like, am I ever going to be too overwhelmed? Am I? Is it ever going to get to the point where the quote-unquote Star Wars magic is diluted. And it hasn't happened yet. Um, and, and I hope that doesn't get to the point, uh, to get to that point. The one thing I would say is that, you know, with a lot of Star Wars coming out, with a movie a year, a live-action show, a new animated series, to me that just gives you um, more opportunities to find that piece of Star Wars content that you really latch on to. Like, maybe you didn't like Rebels, but you really liked the the new movies. Or maybe you don't like the comics, but you really liked Rebels, or so on and so forth. So, I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, when you look at something like Marvel, and, and I know this is one of those comparisons that people make a lot, and I think it has to do with the fact that they're both owned by Disney, that they're both, you know, sort of nerdy properties, if you will, with large fan bases, passionate fan bases. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's the right comparison because in Marvel, you you get so many different types of movies. Like you can do a spy thriller. I don't know, man. I'm kind of rambling here. This is what happens in these solo sh solo shows. That's why I don't like doing them. I have a hard time uh, putting my thoughts together. I think at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is that uh, I don't foresee a time when I get burnt out on Star Wars. Um, I've been pretty into the Marvel movies for the past 10 years. There's been one here or there that maybe wasn't my favorite, but there's always something around the corner that I'm really excited for. And I think we're getting to that point with Star Wars. And I, I think maybe the more and more Star Wars we get, I hope. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell with our, our fan base, like the Star Wars fan base. It can be so uh, argumentative and just look. It seems like sometimes they're just looking for stuff to complain about. But I, th I think the more Star Wars you get, maybe the less outrage you'll experience because, okay, I didn't like this, but, you know, in two months, the live action show 
starts and I'm really into the idea of that or the second season of resistance starts and I really like that show or this comic is going on and I'm really enjoying that. And there's nothing wrong with sticking to what you enjoy in Star Wars. If you enjoy it all, fucking enjoy it all. That's awesome. If you only like the movies, only like the movies. Just don't be a dick to other people who enjoy something you don't, you know? That's all I'm saying. Um, so in other news, something else that happened this week that now this one is silly to me, you guys. Now, last week we talked about the Obi-Wan movie. Fanta Tracks reported that the Obi-Wan movie is in pre-production, right? And that's got people buzzing. Um, and to me, I like deep down, I still feel this is one of those where there's smoke, there's fire type situations, right? Where it's been reported on so much. There was the Stephen Daldry uh, report from last year where he was the guy that was being brought on to direct Kenobi. There's, you know, there's, there's Ewan McGregor saying so many times that he would be down to do it. It just seems like one of those things that's almost an inevitability. Well, this week, the bastions of Star Wars leaks and news... TMZ, and I say that fully sarcastically, uh, broke a story about Kenobi that turned out to be kind of silly. Now, for some background, in case uh, you guys don't know, TMZ has actually provided some really good early like spy photos. Like I think the first ones they did were back in the day when they showed the Falcon being constructed for The Force Awakens, and uh, lots of props and extras and stuff from the Jakku set in Abu Dhabi. And then they've also released some spy-type photos from Solo. Um, they may have even done some for The Last Jedi. I can't quite remember. All I'm trying to say is, in the past, they have correctly um, you know, reported on and had good insight into these Star Wars productions or some like leaked info. However, what they reported this week may not be looking as strong. So they reported on the Obi-Wan movie. Um, and uh, I'm just going to read you this so you can see how silly it is. They're, the headline is Star Wars, standalone Obi-Wan movie, near immediate New Hope prequel. The next movie in the Star Wars story franchise will feature Obi-Wan Kenobi. But it ain't an origin, origin story. Far from it, actually. According to a newly released production bulletin obtained by TMZ, Disney's next foray into their spin-off series appears to be called Obi-Wan, A Star Wars Story, with a working title of Joshua Tree. Return of the Jedi also used a code name, Blue Harvest. <laughs> <clears throat> the synopsis reads as follows. Okay, now... I have a question about the synopsis. Are they directly transcribing some, you know, synopsis that they see on this quote-unquote production bulletin? Or are they paraphrasing what they've read, right? If this is supposedly exactly tr trans transcribed from the production bulletin, I call bullshit. Obi-Wan is on Tatooine, being an elusive hermit and stuff but secretly watches over an infant Luke Skywalker whom he delivers to his uncle Owen. Tensions between the local farmers and a tribe of sand people headed by a ruthless war chief eventually bring Obi out of hiding into in, and into Jedi kick-ass mode. Scene. The bulletin lists Stephen Daldry as the director. He'd been rumored to be in talks for the film, and now it looks like he's attached. The movie's shooting in London at a well-known Star Wars studio, recently used for The Last Jedi. Production is set to begin next spring. Okay. So, do you see what I mean by if that's directly transcribed from this supposed production bulletin? Like, I don't know that they would say, he's being an elusive hermit and stuff. Jedi kick-ass mode and scene. You know? Well, then the plot thickens. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with a book that came out, and I believe this came out after or maybe shortly before the Disney buyout of Lucasfilm. You know, a couple of books came out 
right at the tail end of the old expanded universe era. There was Crucible, which is kind of the last book, the, the book that was sort of put out to wrap up sort of that, you know, years-long storyline of the expanded universe. And there was also this book called Kenobi, written by a author by the name of Jonathan Jackson Miller. Um, and, and it's a book I actually read and enjoyed, but also slightly forgettable in a way that I read it and fuck if I remember much about it. You know, this was definitely at a time when, you know, with the Disney buyout and stuff, I was super stoked to just try to read anything Star Wars. And, you know, this is considered legends now. Well, let me read you the synopsis. This comes from Amazon of that book, Tatooine, a harsh desert world where farmers toil in the heat of two sons while trying to protect themselves and their loved ones from marauding Tuscan raiders, a backwater planet on the edge of civilized space, an unlikely place to find a Jedi master in hiding or an orphan infant boy on whose tiny shoulders rest the future of the galaxy. Known to locals only as Ben, the bearded and robed off-worlder is an enigmatic stranger who keeps to himself, shares nothing of his past, and goes to great pains to remain an outsider. But here, here it comes, guys. But as tensions escalate between the farmers and a tribe of sand people, led by a ruthless war chief, Ben finds himself drawn into the fight, endangering the very mission that brought him to Tatooine. You see some similarities there? between that and the supposed uh, plot synopsis from TMZ. Now, my um, my gut tells me that maybe TMZ got duped a little bit on that one. Maybe someone sent them... Because, you know, the Stephen Daldry thing, that's not an unknown story. That was going around. The code name of Joshua Tree, that sounds familiar to me as well. I feel like that has also been going around. So did this... Did someone pass them the supposed scoop about Kenobi, especially after the Fanthatrax thing. And to spice it up, went and took elements from this Kenobi novel to make it seem a little more legit. If I had to guess, that's what happened. TMZ got duped a little bit on this one. Um, now, that being said, <clears throat> they haven't necessarily been shying away from taking elements of expanded universe, you know, legends material and incorporating it into the current canon, you know, Thrawn. Um, there's a lots of stuff. I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, guys. It's, it's early in the morning. I don't got will. It's tough. But what I'm saying is they're not necessarily opposed. Now, I don't know that they've taken any sort of stories almost wholesale and adapted them. They've taken elements. They've taken Thrawn and, and adapted him and fit him into the new canon in a way that makes sense. Uh, so could they be using that book as the basis for an Obi-Wan movie? Maybe. I also wonder if, like, what are your... How many options do you have as far as an Obi-Wan movie goes if he's not going to leave Tatooine as far as, like, a conflict and a... Uh, a protagonist for him to go up, or an antagonist for him to go up against and stuff. So I don't know. It could just be a matter of that's kind of what you got to do with an Obi-Wan movie set on Tatooine in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Um, you know, just because I don't feel like this story is necessarily the most legit doesn't take away from the fact that I think this is a thing that's happening. Um, so, um, you know, like the Fanthatrax article had much more information, much more details as, as far as like, you know, these team members have, have moved on from Solo to, to being rehired to work on Kenobi. It's in pre-production. They will move into the studio as soon as episode nine is done filming, et cetera, et cetera. And they had none of this plot information. So something tells me the Fanta Tracks thing is much more legit than this TMZ thing. But we'll see. You know, only time will tell. And I think that's really it as far as uh, sort of Star Wars news. It's got, oh, no, it's not. What the fuck am I talking about? They, they announced Celebration this week. That's right. 
April 11th to 15th, Chicago, Illinois celebration. It's actually the 20th anniversary of celebration next year, 2019. Um, it's also going to be the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. So that'll be cool. I wonder if they'll do some sort of um, special Phantom Menace merchandise or presentation or panels. I imagine they will. Star Wars likes to celebrate an anniversary. Um, and man, I remember back in the day in 99 when they announced uh, the original Star Wars celebration in Denver. I wanted to go so bad man i wanted to go uh celebration was one of those things like i was just like i have to go to these one of these days and finally last year i got to and it was amazing so i will not be missing star wars celebration chicago by any means i i mean <laughs> we're already looking at places i'm already planning on buying tickets so fuck yeah man i love celebration and i know you know there was a lot of people, friends of mine and stuff that were like, eh, Celebration Orlando wasn't that great. Um, and I think most of their problems were with the facility itself and, and you know, how some of it is run more so than the, you know, the, the experience of Celebration. But as someone that had never gotten to go to one, man, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was an excuse to see friends and hang out and talk Star Wars and buy Star Wars and... I don't know, man. I'm really excited for, for next year's celebration. So, uh, I guess I'll see you guys there. All right. So, there we go. That's the news from this week. Now, we've got some emails. We've got a voicemail from our good buddy, King Tom. So, um, I think I'm going to fire that stuff up. And it'll give me uh, a nice opportunity to test out this new equipment as far as playing the Kia D song and the voicemails go. So... Uh, I'm going to do that right now. Kia D. Kia D. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D. Cockhead. Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kia D. Cockhead. To stroke his cone and suck on his balls, Kitty Cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow, Cockhead. Ruhurt, Cockhead. Hansberger, Cockhead. Will Witt, Cockhead. Goose Paint, Cockhead. G Money, Cockhead. King Tom, Cockhead. Joe. All right, so why don't we do the voicemail first? And you know, you know who's got a voicemail into us? It's our buddy King Tom, the king of all Toms. So royal. I wonder if he attended the royal wedding this morning. That'd be fucked up on their part if they didn't have the king of all Toms. Right? Hey, Hoss and Will. I've been going back and forth and back and forth on this Obi-Wan movie news. I think a few weeks ago when I called in, I was against the idea of an Obi-Wan movie. Then last week when they said one's in production, you know, the unofficial reports, I was for it. And now this week when the, and I know it's a fake news story, but the whole the synopsis, badly written synopsis of the Obi-Wan's legend book came out as the movie's plot, even though it's most likely not true news, now I'm against it. And... My, my feelings remain the same about the movie. I don't want something Obi-Wan against the Tusken Raiders. You know, Obi-Wan digging around in the desert. Uh, I, I, I want something new and it just uh, something inventive. I want an Obi-Wan movie. I want, I want to see you and McGregor, but I just want them to do something with the story. And I know I've said all this already, but the reason I'm saying this is because I'm reading the Darth Vader series, the current one, that takes place, you know, a while after Order 66, he's helping Palpatine establish an empire. It's it's a great series. And the current arc features Vader on Mon Cala, and they're trying to bring the planet and the people under the heel of the Empire. 
And in the series, Vader finds out that the Mon Cal are being advised by a Jedi. And we meet the Jedi, and he has a bunch of followers. And in this latest issue that came out last week, well, it turns out the Jedi is behaving in some not-so-Jedi ways, and he might not be everything he, he says he is. And that got me thinking, what if an Obi-Wan movie featured Obi-Wan on Tatooine a few years after Order 66, and there is another Jedi who, through his own, fell to the dark and is doing bad things, you know, whether he's trying to create a, uh, 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 an uprising against the Empire or an uprising against Jabba, or he's doing bad things on Tatooine, I think that would be a much more compelling type villain than a bunch of Tusken Raiders going wild on some farmers. Because I think that, and I know, like I said, we, this character is inspired by someone in the comics, but I think that there's a tremendous source of, of material there because you have these characters who, they were the bedrock of, the, of morality in the universe, and they had everything taken from them. They lost a war. They lost the, their way of life. Their army turned on them. And just to see the depth that that would drive someone to. I mean, Yoda and Obi-Wan turned out okay because they knew they had a plan. And they were working on that plan. But if there are other survivors out there, not everyone would be in the same mindset. And I think you can make a, a movie, a story about a character like that and have it be interesting. And and I don't know, I just, I just thought of this and I thought... Why not work that into the Obi-Wan movie? Anyway, I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. So thank you for listening. And I hope you guys have a great trip and a great time out in L.A. Thanks, buddy. Um, I better get to see you at uh, fucking Celebration Chicago, King Tom. I, we've talked a little bit, and it looks like you're going to try to swing it. I, I need to hang with King Tom, for sure. I need to hang with a lot of people. It's kind of what sucks about being... Um, Sort of the uh, red-headed stepchild of the Star Wars friends that I have. And, and when I say that, I mean location-wise, not like personality-wise or anything. I mean like, you know, <clears throat> there's a big group of fans and, and, and friends over on the, um, the East Coast. There's a big group over on the West Coast. And, you know, I'm down here in the South. So, like, you know, there's Rogue One. Uh, winner, rogue winners. That's one with a W. Meetups in um, in in New York fairly often, and that's not easy for me to swing. There's all kinds of events going over, going on over in L.A. and California. So, uh, yeah, you know, it sucks that I'm not a little, you know, not located in a little more happening place. You know, though. Uh, Birmingham just approved a huge, a massive, something like, I don't know, $40 million or something to renovate their convention center. They're, they're making it huge. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Celebration Birmingham, let's make it happen. I'll show all you guys a good time. Take you to some excellent restaurants. Man, I, I've seen people complaining about uh, Celebration Chicago. Boy, can you imagine the shit fit if they were like, and the next celebration's in Alabama. It won't happen. Don't worry, guys. Uh, as far as your idea, King Tom, I think that's pretty rad. Um, that's the thing. I'm not creative enough to come up with a kick-ass Obi-Wan story where he's on Tatooine in between... Uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. But Lucasfilm, you know, story group, whoever they hire as far as writers, they're immensely talented people who I'm sure can come up with something. So, you know, if they went a route like that, some sort of rogue Jedi who survived Order 66 um, and then fell to the dark side, lost his Jedi way, and uh, ends up button heads with Obi-Wan on Tatooine some way, Fuck yeah, man. I'll watch that. I'll watch that in a heartbeat, my dude. <clears throat> All right. So, let's get to some let's get to some emails. First up, we've got uh I think this is a a new writer. Uh he definitely wrote into Rogue One a couple of weeks back. His name is Liam. Liam the Butcher. What's happening, fellas? My name is Liam. 
I'm from San Francisco, California, hate Ashbury neighborhood, and I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. Halls, you may remember my recent email to Rogue One. I do indeed. I gotta say I love the show. I look forward to every new episode, and I'm currently working my way through the older recordings. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Thank you very much, sir. Will. Okay, so this, I gotta say, you guys' response to Will's playlist was great. Like, all weekend, people were like, how did you forget Snoop Dogg? How did you forget this? It was great. I loved it. I actually had to text Will and be like, dude, you gotta get on Twitter. People are giving you some great uh, um, suggestions for your playlist. Uh, And this is what uh, he has to say. Will, you've got some great tunes on your California playlist thus far. I love the diversity. Even the songs I personally don't like undeniably fit the theme. As a Californian, I feel like I have to drop a couple on you that I consider royalty or just local favorites. Namely, Lowrider by Roar. War. I love that song. Black Magic Woman by Carlos Santano. Also a great song. Oye Coma Va by Carlos Santana. I probably butchered that. California Soul by Marlena Shaw. Since 84 by Mac Dre. Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding, who tragically died in a plane crash three days after recording this song. Additionally, I feel like Snoop Dogg deserves some representation. I can go on for days, but I think these are worth a listen when headed out California way. Well, thanks for reading this, and I wish you guys the best of luck on the upcoming live show. I, for one, will be listening. Peace. Well, thanks for uh, writing in, Liam. I will definitely pass those uh, suggestions to, well, there's a couple I'm not familiar with that I will check out myself. And uh, might I say, I think being a butcher is a pretty kick-ass profession. I uh, <laughs> I find myself watching... Um, it's probably because I've been on this diet. I find myself watching a lot of cooking shows on YouTube lately. Um, cooking is one of those things that I'm fascinated by, that I enjoy learning about, but I'm not great at most of the time. And um, same thing goes for as, as like butchering. Um, kind of lost my train of thought there. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I think it's pretty kick-ass that you're a butcher, buddy. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got a, an email from my buddy, camp counselor to uh, Crystal Lake, Matt Frost himself. Hey, Halls and Will. I've wanted to write in for a while, but I literally have nothing to say. I'm like the polar opposite to King Tom. I'm his southern hemisphere yin to his majesty's northern hemisphere yang. Luckily, I've found a way to awkwardly shoehorn Star Wars into a question. How would you... Re- recast star wars using only musical artists i've done a few here to get you started no re- no need to read them out well i'm gonna read these out this is gonna be tough for me okay ready han bruce springsteen luke john cougar mellencamp wannabe springsteen from the sticks <laughs> hey little piece of information did you guys know that uh john cougar john cougar mellencamp has spina bifida yeah. Leia, Carly Simon, Obi-Wan, Chris Christopherson, Darth Vader, Johnny Cash, Lando, Marvin Gaye, sexy but woke, Tarkin, David Bowie, Chewbacca, Tom Waits, 3PO, Paul McCartney, R2, Ringo Starr, Mon Mothma, Inya, Boba Fett, Chad Kroger. Fuck it. Chad Kroger is Boba Fett? That's fucking mean. Matt, are you trying to hurt my feelings? That dude looks like a fucking foot. The lead singer of Nickelback is Boba Fett? I feel like that was a specific dig at me. That's fucked up. Stormtrooper that bumps his head, Eric Strothers. I was also hoping Will could settle a long-running dispute which is tearing my marriage apart. Do you put a splash of olive oil in the salted water when boiling pasta? Help me, Obi-Will. You're my only hope. Hope you and your families are well. Really enjoy listening every week. Okay, so I'm going to try and get a hold of Will to answer that cooking question. I'll say this. Personally, when Jesse and I do boil pasta, we do put a splash of olive oil. It keeps the noodles from sticking together. Okay, <laughs> how am I going to recast this? Shit, this is a tough one. First off, Chad Kroger is not Boba Fett. Um... Shit, man. 
Like, I feel like if I do this, it's going to be like a lot of metal artists and stuff. And people are going to be like, wow, you have shitty taste in music. Okay. Um, Han Solo. Who do I get a Han Solo vibe from as far as an artist goes? Damn, this is tough for me, man. Fuck. Yours are way better than mine would ever be. Okay. So, Chewbacca. I'm going to cast Danny Carey, the drummer from Tool. For one reason only. The dude is gigantic. He's got the Chewbacca size down. Okay? Boom. We got that. Um, Lando. Lando, Lando, Lando. Who would I cast as Lando? Like, Marvin Gaye is such a good choice for Lando. Um, Huh. Okay, so it would be a completely different character. <laughs> but I would cast Ice Cube as Lando. I just like Ice Cube. Um, Han, Bruce Springsteen, Luke, John Cougar, Mel- Mellencamp. So Han, I'm going to cast as musicians. Fuck, man. You're really throwing me for a loop. I should have... Re- this is why I should read and... Like, pre-read and and research these emails you guys send me. I really dropped the ball on that. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Uh, Tarkin David Bowie. See, that's such a good one. Um, Who do I get a Tarkin vibe from? Okay. Uh, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Once again... It would make such a different... None of these characters are going to be like, oh, I, I totally see that. Um, <laughs> Luke, I'm going to... Ca- now, this is just... I'm going to cast Luke as Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Now, let me tell you why. Not because I think, like, they match, but because I want to hear Dave Mustaine deliver some Luke lines in his very Dave Mustaine way. You know what I'm talking about? When Dave Mustaine's all like, Cryogenics! It'd be like, Power converters. So if that's if if Dave Mustaine is Luke, then we're gonna go. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go. James Hetfield is Han. James Hetfield from Metallica is Han. Obi Wan Kenobi, Ozzy Osbourne, Leia. We're gonna go. This is a tough one for me. Leia, musician. Leia, musician, Leia, musician, Leia, musician. Let me think on that one for a second. Um, Darth Vader. Um, Tom from Slayer. (laughs) Uh, um, C-3PO. Kurt Hammett. (laughs) Kurt Hammett from Metallica. You see what I mean, guys? Like... Did you see this this wonderful like breadth of music, Chad Kroger aside, that that Matt dropped on me? And meanwhile, I'm like using three or four bands tops. It's shameful. Um, <clears throat> R2D2. I, I would do a Thriller era Michael Jackson as R2D2. He could be all like, "I just can't. I just can't." I just can't control my feet. That's actually uh, off the wall era Michael Jackson. So we'll we'll switch that up. Off the wall um, era Michael Jackson. Oh, and Lando? No, Lando's not going to be Ice Cube. Lando's going to be Prince. That's the ticket. Lando is Prince. Boom. Done. Okay. All right. We're we're starting to to put this together. Um, Leia. Leia is still one that I can't really can't really place it's a tough one for me man um i don't know you done really fucked me up matt thank you though i I like this game i am going to save your email and see if um I'm going to save your email and we're going to come back to it next week 
when I have Will and Jesse, and we'll get their casting, and it'll give me a little more time to think on it too. But before we move on, hopefully I don't interrupt something important, but I'm going to try and call Will. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, try to call Will and see what he thinks about this whole splash of olive oil in the water when you're making, um, when you're boiling pasta. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. What's up? Sorry to uh, disturb you. I had a quick question. Someone asked me a question on the podcast, and I wanted to get your input. Okay. When you're boiling pasta, right? Uh-huh. Do you put a splash of olive oil in the in the salted water? It's really a preference thing. Some people do. Some people don't. Some people say it helps the noodles not stick together. And uh, otherwise, you know, uh, it also... But if you do put the oil in the water, it also helps the sauce not stick to the noodles. So if you want the noodles to absorb the sauce that you're going to cook it in, you don't want to add olive oil to the pasta. If that doesn't bother you much, you can add some olive oil to the pasta. It'll make the noodles a little more slick and less sticky to themselves. But, yeah, again, it's a preference. You know, it's one of those. I usually don't just because I like the sauce to soak up. I like the noodles to soak up some of the sauce. Buddy, that's exactly what I was looking for. I was looking. I was like, I know when Jesse and I do it, we add a little uh, olive oil. But see, that's a pr- I would have never thought about. Then your sauce doesn't stick to the noodles. Yeah. Well, thanks, buddy. Can't wait to yeah, see man. you. Just a couple of days till we're hanging. I know it's gonna be great. I can't wait. All right, man. Well, enjoy your afternoon. All right, man. You too. All right, bye. Bye. All right, there you go, Matt. <clears throat> Made a special phone call to Will Witten. Got his uh, got his opinion. All right, so we've got two more emails. Next up is our buddy Willis. Ahoy hoy. When Benioff and Weiss were announced for Star Wars, people referred to them as TV guys. This is far from the case, and David Benioff was actually one of the geniuses by the behind the much discussed X Men Origins Wolverine. Is that true? Wow. How would you feel about them writing movies in the Star Wars underworld? I'm personally hoping for a scene in which Boba Fett removes his helmet and reveals a mouthless Ryan Reynolds with laser eyes. Now that's my Star Wars. May the Force be with you. You're trolling me, son. Why is everybody trolling me about Boba Fett today? It's almost like you guys are like, I felt a disturbance in the Force. Halls is going to go solo this episode, so we're going to fucking... Chad Kroger is Boba Fett. You've really hurt my feelings with that, Matt. I had no idea that David Benioff had anything to do with X-Men Origins Wolverine. And I guess that just shows you that just because you do one shitty thing doesn't mean you can't come back and hit that shit out of the park with Game of Thrones. Uh, As far as a Star Wars Underworld set Star Wars movie, you know, I don't know if we'll we'll get a seer. Honestly, I think that... I think that's what we're going to get from solo and possibly solo sequels is a series of, of movies that explores that um, that facet of Star Wars a little a little more, um, which is cool. I'm always to find out. I'm always down to find out more about, uh, you know, aspects of Star Wars that I'm not as familiar with. So bring it on. Um the Benioff and Weiss and, and Ryan Johnson <coughs> uh, projects that they have in the works are very, very interesting to me because on one hand, you know, I think Disney, um, how do I want to say that? I think it's important that they establish eras of Star Wars and characters within those eras that are all their own. So, you know, Right now, thus far, we've seen, you know, four Star Wars movies, and they've all been pretty connected or very connected to things we've already seen. And you can't do that for forever. So I think at some point Disney does need to veer off. Now, I also kind of wonder if those those projects are, uh, in some ways, designed to put some some space in between Episode Nine 
and, you know, the next saga trilogy or whatever, you know, episode 10, 11, 12, if they do that. Because uh, I don't think they'd want to go into that right away. I think they would want to put some space in between that. And then, you know, when they do, or if they do decide to uh, continue on with the, you know, episodic saga or whatever you want to call it, they can bring it back with a lot of hype and be like, oh shit, we're doing episode 10. Um, but I, I'm really excited about both the Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnson uh, series because I just think it's, um, I think it's really cool. I think, uh, you know, the, the idea of branching off and, and introducing some new stuff could be really fun, could be really interesting, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. All right. Last up, we have an email from our buddy Eduardo. Hey, Halls and Will. I just wanted to say for thank. I just wanted to say thanks for the great podcast you guys do every week. I've been listening to Blue Harvest for a year now, thanks to my bod- buddy who told me about your show, and I haven't looked back. Last week, you guys talked about Will's California playlist. I just wanted to add Vacation by the Dirty Heads to your list. They're a California-based band, and you're guys are uh, going on vacation so it fits will's theme plus it's just a kick-ass song let me know what you guys think of the song i will check it out and i'll make will check it out too and we'll let you know also i'm excited for john favreau's live action star wars series only thing is i'm really nervous it's set three years after jedi which is really cool but part of me thinks that leaves it open for too many questions like where is luke and leia and han I think it's set too close to the saga to ask these questions while you watch it. They're such key figures in Star Wars and the rebellion and setting the show so close to that timeline, it just scares me that it'll take away from the show. Maybe I'm just being cynical or overthinking. If you guys could build on this, it would be much appreciated. Also, since you guys are going to California, you should check out Frankenson's collectible show in City of Industry. It should be right up your guys' alley. You should be able to find a lot of black series and pops if you're into Funko Pops. Funko Pops! Anyways, thanks for thanks again, you guys, and I'll see you guys at the cantina on the 26th. A fellow California moisture farmer, Bodie F. P.S. Here's the address for Frankenson's. We're actually checking out uh, Frank and Sons while we're there. So yeah, I'm pretty, I've heard awesome things about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we totally actually have that on our agenda. So that's cool that you, you mentioned it. Um, so I totally see your hesitation about the live action series. That makes total sense to me, um, from the way you're, uh, approaching it now. You know, there's a couple of options. Um, there's always the chance that we do end up seeing Han, Luke, or Leia in some way, whether it be a recast or I don't know. I don't know how they would do that. The thing I'm saying is I wouldn't rule out them finding some way to do it. Maybe it's just mentions, you know. Um, in the established canon... From what I understand, Luke is off adventuring and looking for Jedi artifacts at this time. So you could kind of see how they don't even have to uh, deal with the whole Luke situation in this time period. Although I would, you know, I would love to. That, that's what I want to know. I want to. That's my main Star Wars question now is what the fuck was Luke up to all that time? I want more of that story. I think we'll get it. I just don't know that it'll be in this live action show. And the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, the Star Wars galaxy is a huge place. There's even like the unknown regions where the First Order sort of rose to power. Um, maybe that's what it's about. You know, there's so many different things that they can explore in the Star Wars universe without having having to touch those major characters in a big way. And really, it comes down to them making compelling, cool, kick-ass characters that we care about. So it doesn't seem like we're missing out. But, you know, I, I still think even if you do that, there's little ways here and there, little nods or Easter eggs or mentions of our original trilogy characters that you can toss in there to uh, keep the fans happy. 
um, you know, are we going to see a ton of Luke or Leia or Han? I don't think so. Um, you know, at some point, all those characters are going to be recast. It's a matter of time. Um, especially if they want to explore, uh, that timeline in between Jedi and the force awakens, you know, you, there's pretty much no way you could do it without recasting. I guess if maybe <clears throat> they did some, um, crazy Marvel, you know, Marvel movie, digital magic to young up Harrison Ford or, or Mark Hamill. And honestly, I don't know that they would do that in a live action TV show. And also those seem to work mainly because they're in small doses. You know, you're not getting two hours of digitally, uh, digitally younged up Kurt Russell or, or Robert Downey Jr. Or, or whoever it is. Um, but I, I understand your hesitation. I just think, I guess kind of what I was saying before is that you, you gotta, at some point, start adding more characters. You gotta shift the focus. It, it really comes down to preference. If you want to see those characters, are you okay with them being recast? If you're not, then it's probably better for you that you don't see those characters. If you're cool with them being recast and having a new uh, actor play Luke, uh, play Han, play Leia in that time period, then, you know, I don't know, man. I, I'm really excited to hear more about this. This There's so much on the horizon that I want to know about, like... And who knows when we'll know. They like to be so secretive with the Star Wars stuff. And I don't mean like I want spoilers. I mean, just let me know what the fuck is going on. Um, I'm impatient. I'm impatient. That's what it is. Well, guys, that does it for the emails and the voice messages and the news. And uh, I did it. I made it. So, whew, ain't that nice. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And thanks for all the support you guys uh, give to us every week. It, it's really great. It means a lot to us. Uh, next week, we will be back, uh, I believe, on Friday. We might come out a little, little early, a day early, with our solo reaction show. And it'll be Jesse, Will, and I. I should be able to do voicemails and emails and stuff with this setup. So if you have anything you'd like to add to the discussion about solo or anything, feel free to write in. Uh, send in voicemails, all that stuff. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, I want to take a second to really thank our buddy Eric Struthers. He really saved my ass with some help this this afternoon. So if you're listening to this and you enjoyed it, send uh, Eric Struthers. Old bad motivator Sith list Eric Struthers himself. Uh, a quick thank you on Twitter. Uh, if you like our theme song, be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on... <coughs> Excuse me. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonecobra.bandcamp.com. Make sure to leave us a five-star iTunes review if you've got a second. It's very appreciated. It helps us out a ton. And until next week, this has been Blue Harvest. Uh, and I'm Halls Burkhart. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>